Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The KFAS. This is KFAN News with Chris Hockey. In for Chris Aki, I'm Zach Halverson. Good morning, Good morning and this Zach. is the the news. With or without jokes? I thought, oh, without. I mean, that's Ooh. what we did, right? What a relief. I could throw some if uh, you want. Man, thank God. <laughs> okay. Where, I'm kidding. Where Trick. are you guys at real quick on this once a week bit? Or is it... Well, I mean, Chris sounded a little annoyed yesterday that we voted when he was out. But look, I mean... I think he's the only one that doesn't want it weekly. I think he still wants to do it daily. I think everybody else else thinks once a week is the right amount. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost unanimous except for Chris. It's a good bit. Oh, that's why. I, I think it's funny. I think it's great, too. Put How often the, do you want to do it? Put me in the daily category. You're in daily. That's fun. Max, you're daily or weekly? I'm, I'm a daily person. I like coming up with the jokes. It's a nice little challenge, and and I, I don't know. I like I like you judging us. It's fun. Well, again, I'm contractually obligated to do so. Because you yeah. don't do a core, right? No, I don't do what I, I... I don't do anything I don't want to do at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think one day a week we should have... My time. We should reverse the roles and you write the jokes yep, and see, then we see, all judge. See what Max just did, Tommy? Great idea. But that's not something I'm interested in doing. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> see how that works? That's fair. It's fun, right? Yeah. It's free. You just say no, Ben. You keep saying you need to get better at saying no, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just say no. I, I think Max's idea is solid, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> the oh. thing is, the thing is, I have to work on is is the softening of the no. Yeah, it's it feels really good just to empower myself to say no, but I can't just be like no. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's really disarming right. to people. It's it's really it comes off as rude. Yeah, no, it does. And and so I, I've got to work on softening the blow. See, that's what's fun right. about this little <laughs> bubble. Of ra- this little bubble of radio is sometimes like an alternate reality because if Max. Asked me that exact same thing off the air. Like, hey, what if like once a week we reverse it and you do it? I'd go, ah, that's a pretty good idea. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe. And like you said, I would soften it. And then I would eventually land on, I don't know. I think it's probably just better when you guys do it. I don't know. I, I don't know. You just, But on right. the air, I could be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> right? it's a stupid so idea. Yeah. Not going to do it. Yeah, you, just, uh, you just cut open the honesty vein on the air, yeah. and then you just pretend, oh, I'm just uh, exaggerating for the bit. But in, honest, in actuality, it's exactly yeah. what yeah, I'm exactly thinking, and I can just play it off that way. We got to let Ben, I really like that, the softening of the no, because that's my New Year's resolution is learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. I, You're on to something there. What's a better way to say? Well, look, maybe? I'm not I'm not a pro at it yet, so you know yeah. I I'm I'm still a work in progress. Obviously, way easier texting or email. Way or better. Like, well, let's, let's go back an hour. Let's use your uh, your Chris Hockey text example, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. texts you the night before the mall crawl that fell apart yeah. last week and said, "Hey, are we still going to Hooters tomorrow at 11:30?" Yeah, let's. Do that and you didn't know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just. Try texting the word no and see what happens. I don't think I could. Yeah, he goes 11 a.m. Hooters I would tomorrow. Not, I would not recommend that. Just say no. He goes, he goes 11 a.m. Hooters tomorrow, and I go, are you in? Everyone bailed, dot, dot, dot. Oh, the dot, dot, dot. 
says everything you need to know. And then You're he basically goes, saying, please. Really? Question say mark, I'm exclamation out. point. Really? Question mark, exclamation point. And I yep. go, yes, with teary eyes. Yes, you cried, yes. And then he goes, WTF. And I go, I know, next year, Smiley. See, and that was a real solid, let's kick it down the road. Yeah. And then next he said, year. let's do it even, next year. He said, even Sauce and Carly. I go, if you convince them, then I have nothing tomorrow. And oh, see, so no, face. you left it open. <laughs> and then that was it. That's when you, again, that's when you should have said, you got to close the door on that. Yeah, I, I, I scheduled some last second meetings because I thought it was off. You got to harden that. No. Yeah, you yeah. shut that door yeah. because you said, I have nothing. So yeah. then he could have come back with, let's go. Well, unless she's you and me go. <laughs> then no, you can't no, say, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on this. See, that's your new resolution. I got to get better. You can do it. Uh, I got to get direct. Yes. All right, Zacho. Let's hear it. Residents who live on an island in northern Minnesota say they're currently stranded because of this year's unusually warm weather. Residents of Bear Island say the, they normally use snowmobiles during the winter to get supplies and do other business uh, in nearby Crane Lake Township. But this year's warmer temperatures have stranded those who have already pulled their boats from the water in anticipation of of ice forming on the lake. Others have moved to alternate ho- housing while waiting for the lake to freeze. Hmm. Yikes. When, when's a standard time for ice houses to normally start hitting lakes? Now. Oh, yeah, by now. For like, sure. Two weeks ago. December, yeah, yes. mid-December-ish is the standard launch, yeah. really? Yeah, because lakes are, I mean, when you're driving to like, well, by my parents' house, you see everyone on the lake usually. Yeah. It's usually like a parties now. This is weird. Yeah, I hate this winter. Like Frozen Four up north? You, you ever hear that or no? No. It's like this big event up north where like all the bars try to stay alive like in February. So they do this huge, everyone gets a golf hole up at Brainerd. Oh, no, I have. Okay, and, and, never mind. I've been a part of that. I just yeah, know yeah, what I you're talking about. Used to be a I've done it once. Thing. Yeah, it's great. And then they yeah. bring you bar, they bring you bar to bar to bar to bar to bar. On yeah, there's there's one kind of creative <laughs> hole at each bar. Light bulb just well, went on. Been there. What if we all go? <laughs> Can't say it on air. Ask me again. What if we all go? No. No. Good. Good for us. That was a hard That's pretty hard. Now pretend we're off the air, Tommy. Do it again. Hey, Core, I got a really good idea. What if we went up north and like went that frozen four bit? When is it? Uh end of February. Oh, maybe. Oh man, I gotta check the kids. School schedule. I think there might be a conflict with the kids, so. You know the kids. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. get it. I mean, I I you, I I let me, you know what? Let me chat time. with my wife. Yeah, I'll get back to you. Yeah, let me know. Not, is it? Is it possible? I love. Is it possible that you go? Definitely. Is it possible that you don't go? Love that idea. I mean, maybe. could I maybe see myself going? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> now try again on the air. Corey, we should do. We should go up to Hard Park. Pass. No thanks. <laughs> Speaking of hard passes, this is fun. <laughs> driving schools across Minneapolis are starting online driver's education classes thanks to a new law. The online classes can help students attain 30 hours of required classroom learning for the written permit test, but requires teachers to oversee students' progress and to answer questions they may have. So far, the Minnesota Department of Public uh, Safety and Vehicle Services approved nearly 20 online driver's education programs. Yeah, I mean, it's just having Bailey just go through it. It's been different to see how different it was for this generation as opposed to ours. Benjamin, um, little things like 
they have to, you know, they all have apps to track how many hours behind the wheel they do with their Correct parents, them. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Little things like, I'm like, wow, I guess back in the day, we did just tell them, yep, I drove with my dad right. for 10 hours, and they just had to take our word for it. So uh, the technology is clearly changing the way these kids are learning, and I guess how can that possibly be a bad thing? So if there's new ways to do it online and do it from home or whatever, what did do I Bailey care? Did Bailey not do the written stuff online? Did she go into an actual facility or classroom type setting? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she did. Because Ames did all her stuff online. Did she really? Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah, so I'm. So hmm. the fact that this is a news story, I'm like, I thought that that's the way it has been for a while. Because Maybe. she, because when she signed up, she had the option of going into like the community center, yeah. or just doing it online. For it was, it was like three or four hours a day. Oof. I mean, it is a, it's, yeah. it's like going back to school. So how do you take the test then? Is it open book or is no, it the system? Then she had to go in and take the oh, test. Oh, yeah. So, you, really so you do all of yeah. the, you do all of the basically off-road learning online, mm-hmm. and then she went and took the written test in person at AAA. Oh wow. So I got to say, I was very confused and frustrated when Bailey turned 16 and didn't have any urgency, Max, to get her license. Oh. I was like, man, this is so different. I just, I couldn't wait to turn 16 so I could get that test that I got on Tuesday. What what is this generation waiting for? Mm. But as a parent, I got to say, now that she's 18 and she just got her license a handful of months ago, having two years of more behind the wheel with me and Angie, right? So more practice, uh, two years of... No car payments, no insurance on a yeah. 16 or 17-year-old. Saves a ton of money in gas. The amount of money I saved in the last two years and how much more confident I feel now when she's driving. I'm like, oh, she's got it. I don't even sweat it now. I would be sweating it when she was 16. 18, I'm like, get out of here. Do whatever you want. You're 18. Go for it. Yeah. So I kind of love it. I was just so confused two years ago, but I'm all in on the well, and it's kind of nice as possible. Yeah. It's, it is nice for you guys because you guys are just a family of, of two, a family of four, but two kids. And so you're not necessarily stressed to go in a lot of different places at one time. It's nice now that, see, Ames is not driving yet, but her friends have all gotten their license. So it's super, it's super convenient that, yep. like, hey, can you catch a ride with your, girl, your girlfriends? And then, then that way it frees us up to take the boys to other places. Sure. So it already is for us. And she's not even 16 yet. So it's already for us just nice that her friends are driving. When does she turn 16? Uh, not till the end of May. Oh, Basically wow. Basically, end of her class. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's oh, a man. young She's a young man. Yes, I'm April 22nd, too. It, it does suck to be yeah. at the end of the class when every one of your friends has their license and you're the last loser waiting. That part sucks. And you had to yeah. wait to smoke, too, huh? Yeah. yeah, good good points. Patience yeah. on the lung darts. Yeah, great point. You know he snuck it though. He Did was you get always... a day of like when you were sixteen? I think it was, I think we got tested on Tuesdays, and it was the first Tuesday I could get it. Didn't wait once. Did you walk back in school with a lanyard to let everyone know? I don't think so. Oh, I don't believe I did that. It doesn't sound like something you we were doing. Flash your I don't think so. <laughs> I just remember the pressure of failing and having to wait. Think about this. A week. Oh, and everyone asking. The idea of... Oh, the horror. You have to... <laughs> right, Max. <laughs> Waiting a week was like, that's pure embarrassment. Yeah. I yeah, can't fail my driver's yeah. test. Now, yeah. who cares? Yeah. No. A week? Yeah. Some of these kids are waiting. I don't know. Max just turned 30. <laughs> I'm just trying to get extra practice like your daughter. Like, <laughs> I just want to really make sure that I'm safe and good for the road. Think you of know? how confident we're going to be when Max finally <laughs> starts driving. <laughs> I'm going to trust him. I'm going to be Jeff Gordon in this mother. <laughs> He's really doing it for all of us. So for thank all you, of us. Max. Yeah. Yeah. Public safety. Thank you. Thank all right. More with Ben Lieber after this. Power Trip Morning Show. Tommy, one more for you or not? All right. One more for T.O. after this. Power Trip Morning Show on the fans. So
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, Bush. Welcome back to the Power Trip Morning Show. Uh, Josh Metellus of the Minnesota Vikings expected to join us in the next segment. And the uh, the source I have says he wants to play initials. We're going to make that happen. We're yeah, going to force him to. into it when we talk about Vikings football here in a second. Uh, Tommy Olson, one more segment of you. This is my last one. Yep, last right. one of 2023. What a year it was for working? you. Was that? Are you working today? A little bit. Are you? Yeah, uh, big boy job. I'm trying to soak in this time because next, you know, it's the end of the year and this is salesman. You're just like, all right, let's try to soak in what you did, because then January hits next next week and you're like, here we go. How how was it, Tom? How was your performance in 2023 sales wise? Oh, it was a good year. Good year. Yeah. <laughs> little self eval. Uh, what could you have done better? Oh. Uh, no, I, I really I tried to leave it all on the table this year. Um, what could I have done better? Banner year for Tommy O. This uh, is your performance review on air. Oh my goodness! I did Where a lot do you of see air. yourself in five years. Oh. Um, hopefully a step up, but like a lot of entertaining this year. And I've told, I've voiced it to you guys a lot. A lot of, a lot of entertaining, which is good. Um, wow, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to go on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bush. We'll see. You know, trying to soak in today. Well, how do you think you did on this show in 2023? Oh. Um, Highlight of the year had to be your Big Ten appearance, correct? Oh, yeah. Just in, in general. I mean, that was your, your broadcasting highlight. This show is just this show. That was big time, man. That you was and awesome. Connor Onion. That was so fun. Yeah. Did you ever did you ever get another request to do another game? No, I talked to them about it, but they were they said they were all kind of filled yeah, out. Yeah, they kind of ah. booked up. Um, but I said in the spring, I think I'm gonna try to do the sidelines. So oh, nice. I'll be picking your ear a lot. I think I'd like that a little better. Yeah, see, they they use they use that sort of like how we use our kids' schedule. Hey, uh, you got any other games for me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> like legit. Ah, uh, yeah. You we're know our schedule's pretty. All right, yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll let's just uh, let's circle back, circle back at the end of the year, and uh, and we'll talk. Okay. But you guys would be proud. I'm actually putting some bits together to present to them. Actually, look at you. Yeah. Another Sorry. banner year for Tio. Yeah. I got some good ideas, but <laughs> see if they ever come through. All right, let's do a little bit of sports before uh, Tommy's got to go because I want to throw a couple of football things at you guys before we talk to Josh Metellus. You guys ready? Yes. It's time for Fan 5 on the Power Up, presented by All Around Property Preservation. Ben, this is all for you. We haven't brought it up once because I was waiting for you to be a part of the show. The Broncos <laughs> are benching Russell Wilson and starting Jared Stidham uh, next and year. <laughs> next year for the uh, Denver Broncos. 
and Russell Wilson. It's the beginning of a five-year, $242.6 million extension. He also gets $37 million in guarantees triggered if he can't pass a physical in early March. So the most disingenuous thing you've ever seen, Sean Payton yesterday said, uh, this is just about winning. That this is not a contractual thing. This is a choice that he made because he thinks uh, this offense needs some juice. So the rest of the world knows this is definitely financially based, right? That they yep. are trying to avoid uh, him getting hurt and then triggering another $37 million. But there's already rumors that they're going to cut him, which would be $85 million in dead money in 24-25 if they cut him, which basically they said is unprecedented. But that's how bad it's been in Denver. And it sounds like uh, we might see a really expensive divorce between Russ Wilson and Sean Payton. Yeah, it's, it was it's, an unmitigated disaster. So it far, it really was, Rosie. It's going to be a divorce. And I don't know how you'd, you could ever walk this whole situation back and get into good graces. So this this is the beginning of the end. And it sounds like it's been the beginning of the end for a while. So I will give, I will give Russ some credit that when they asked him to restructure his contract midseason, and he, he declined, and he knew... I think he and his agent are smart enough to know where this was going if he declined their offer to do that, that it was ultimately going to come to this decision. He was still a professional enough to go out there and try to win some games and put out some good tape and all this other stuff because, you know, he's like a lot of guys, especially in the preseason. This is his resume. How he plays out the rest of the season is going to be his resume for whatever team that wants to pick him up next year. So I will, I will applaud him for that. And absolutely, you should not restructure your contract in the mid-season. Are you kidding me? Like, you ever done anything dangerous? It's that. That's. I understand both sides of it from a business standpoint. The Broncos are like, look, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does it. Maybe he really likes it here. Maybe whatever, whatever. So they ask him to do it. They pressure him to do it. He says no, which he rightfully said should say no. And now they're now they're going to release him. Um, look, I, I. It's not like I'm happy about it. I'm certainly not happy about it. You're significantly <laughs> smiling right now. I, I, know. I know. I just... Why are you fingers crossed? Um, <laughs> so, I'm not happy about it. Um, I just... Sure. I, I do relish a little bit in his downfall just because I've obviously never been a big fan of his. The the interesting thing that I that I've found through this whole rumor mill is the reason why Sean Payton didn't like him before his personality before for the same reason that I didn't like him and I still don't like him he's a fraud he's he's you know but the the fact that he's cutting him professionally because he's too stupid to run his offense. <laughs> No, you don't like this at all. <laughs> so the funny thing is, like, here here this guy is thinking that he is, he is, uh, you know, the cream of the crop. His S doesn't stink. He's got this celebrity wife. He's doing all this stuff. and He's doing all this side stuff, branding and Russ and Unlimited and whatever. And come to find out, he's not even smart enough to run Sean Payton's offense. And Sean gets frustrated because, look, is well... It, Yes, he was playing better and he was being more productive. But Sean Payton, as a coach, felt handcuffed because he's like, this idiot can't run my offense. And what an idiot. Like, I, 
I'm used to having a guy like Drew Brees who's super smart and we can just we can run everything. We can manipulate defenses because I I can trust that we can go deep in the playbook and we can you know change one thing from one week to another and whatever whatever. And it sounds like which was surprising to me. I thought Russ was more cerebral than that, but it sounds like at least for this offense and for his concepts He's not smart enough, so he's going to go to Jared Stidham. And Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> and the thing is, and the thing is, forecasting where he goes next year, I don't know, you guys. I, I'm being real on. I'm not saying from a from a completely biased situation. I don't know which team out there wants to take a chance on him right now. I really don't. So just look. I, I don't think this is going to happen. At all, I really, really don't. It's, he's not coming here. <laughs> but give me, give me your reaction if that happened. Let's say they sign him to a super cheap deal because he's never going to get giant money again, right? Nobody's going to walk into the trap that the Broncos did a couple years ago. Let's say it was just a super, super, super affordable deal, but they announced he's the Vikings quarterback for the next three years. Your thoughts? I know this sounds exaggerative. <laughs> I know this sounds... I can't wait to see where this goes. I know this sounds awful, but I might quit. You love it. You love it. I'm not... I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm lying because I love my job. Would you have to cut a deal? Like, look, I, I will interview anybody after the game but him. I don't I, care I if could, he... The thing is, I couldn't, I couldn't sit here even on this station on a, on a Monday or Thursday and fake that I am supporting this guy. Yeah. I couldn't do it's the same like same thing with you and Deshaun Watson. When Deshaun Watson was rumored Hard to pass. like come go here, go here, go here, whatever. I know it's two completely different. Like we got For one sure. one that's yeah, yeah. you know criminal and the other guy I just personality I just don't like. It would be really hard for me to professionally do my job knowing that I everybody that listens to this show and knows me, I'm lying through my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to yeah, keep it, would be it tough. I'd have to keep it so so professional. Yay. And take and take all <laughs> personal yeah. personality out of it and be like, yes, he played that right. He ha- made that read correct. I'm so happy that he made us win the game. Right. I couldn't do it. Ugh. And I would absolutely not do any any interviews with. I would intentionally not have a personal relationship with the guy. That's our little secret. <laughs> Damn. So, spicy. But uh, but again, I, I looked. I looked at the. I, no, I'm not kidding. I looked at the rosters yesterday of just like teams that need quarterbacks. I don't. Everybody in the league knows his personality. Sean Payton's not alone, you guys. Sean, the way Sean Payton feels about him is not a singular outlier. A lot of people feel that way. Do you think Russ is the kind of guy that would agree to be a backup and try to, no. quote, prove himself? No. So you think he'd rather be out of the league than be a backup and try to win back a starting role? Potentially. Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. What, a, what a quick Eerily. fall. I don't think he's going to. I mean, right. a team is going to take a chance on him. But I but I do think there are a bunch of teams that probably need quarterbacks, I mean, as there are every year. But this is a really quarterback-heavy draft coming up, and those teams are going to be higher up to get said quarterbacks. And I think some of these coaches, some of these coaches, I don't think are going to tolerate his personality much like Sean Payton wasn't going to. So I, I think that I think the the list of potential suitors is way smaller than people think. Yeah, Ryan. What? That was a Ryan Suter joke. It was a hockey joke. Oh. Ryan Suter. It's time for Vikings news on the power trip. Presented by Redco, your truck accessories pro. All right, I 
think that's Josh Metellus on the uh, the old phone. Sweet, right on, man. Josh Metellus of the Minnesota Vikings joins the Power Trip Morning Show now. Hi, Josh. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, we've uh, we've heard a lot about uh, uh, you from some of our Viking sources. Our sources say you like this show and that you're willing at some point to play <laughs> in, play initials. Is that accurate? Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the source. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I do. That's I do fantastic. enjoy the show. Me and my wife both do. So okay. And, so hang uh, on. Yes. So uh, uh, now, when the season ends, and let's hope it lasts as long as you guys possibly can. Where do you go in the off season? Do you go to Florida? Where do you leave for? Uh, so uh, the past couple off seasons, I stayed in California. That's where my wife's from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I visit Florida, obviously, and uh, I'm. Uh, I've been in Minnesota primarily for uh, this most recent off season. Uh, spent most of the time in Minnesota because we recently purchased a, purchased a house here a year ago. So uh, it's been nice to just you know stay in our own in our own space. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean I, I'll be in Minnesota, so I'll definitely be able to stop by if you All guys right. want me to. Hundred percent, that's booked. <laughs> Call it a done deal, uh, dude. And speaking of uh, <laughs> sticking around last off season and maybe spending more time, obviously you've had a an, an awesome year. You made a pretty big jump. And uh, and I heard uh, Kevin O'Connell on with Paul Allen on our station last night, and he, he mentioned you and a couple of other players as just guys that might not be super well-known around the league and might not be just, you know, Pro Bowl vote no-brainers. But uh, he specifically mentioned you as how, uh, how happy he is to have a Josh Metellus on this team in terms of your leadership and obviously everything you bring to the field as well. So, again, I just think it's just continues to be super cool how you've ascended from – a late round pick to now just one of the leaders on the team and a, and a guy that the coach is willing to die on a hill for. Yeah, man, I think that's just, you know, a testament to, uh, you know, our coaches and how great of a job they do, you know, inspiring players and allowing players to be themselves and grow. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, once KO and uh, his staff got into the building, you know, it unlocked another level in me, you know, just me allowing to, you know, impact the team in a way that, you know, I felt like, you know, was was uh wasn't going to be you know judged or you know it was just allowing me to be myself and uh you know Kale does a great job you know me and him have a great relationship you know even though he's on the, uh primarily on the offensive side of the ball um you know we have a great relationship and you know and I'm excited uh one of the reasons why I signed an extension you know I'm just excited to be here and uh, grow this uh, organization Hey Josh, it's Ben Lieber good to, good to talk to you hope your um hope your holiday season and, and Christmas was awesome ben? What's up, dude? What's uh, up? Um, you know, we, you and I have kind of talked about this before. You've done my little podcasting thing at Mystic Lake and all that other stuff. But, um, you know, I, that was sort of mid-season, and you've kind of gone through this season now, and you've handled yourself amazingly. But what has it been like kind of to piggyback off of Corey's comment that you've – you, I think, now are on the radar of the whole NFL, you know, at least from from my, my ex-timeline. I mean, there's so much love being being sent your way. I'm sure you feel that love across the league. And as as a game ends and you guys are dapping it up with your, your buddies and players, I'm sure you get a lot of people coming over just to to say what's up and congratulate you on the season. Like, what has that been like on personally to, to feel that love from your actual peers, not just on your team, but from the rest of the league? Yeah, it's crazy that you you know you, you asked that because you know I was just talking to my wife about how uh, you know at the end of the day you know it's, it's nice that you know uh, you know I had the NFL graphic posted about all the positions and, you know have it felt like you know in the public eye you know my name has been growing but I told I told her that you know I only really care about 
you know, the my teammates and the people around the league and do they recognize my play and do they respect me as a player. And one of my favorite things has been, you know, after games this year, players coming up to me and just, you know, congratulating me, players that I've known, players that I don't know, players enjoy watching, you know, or enjoy playing against, you know, have come came up to me and, you know, uh, expressed that. Uh, I've been having a, a good season and, you know, just, you know, things that you would want to hear as a football player, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, for me, it just acknowledges all the work that I put in and I'm going to continue to put in, you know, to put myself in a position to be an impactful player in this league. Josh, what do you think you're better at now than you were 12 months ago with the off season? You said you spent a little more time in Minnesota and now a, fir- a full season with Brian Flores. Is there a, a specific part of your skill set that you've improved on in the last 12 months? Uh, I would say the the pre-snap knowledge of just, like, understanding just offenses. I would say, like, that that was a, you know, it was one thing to, you know, understand how defenses play and, uh, you know, how a safety plays. But, you know, with, with B-Flow and just learning this defense and learning what offenses like to do, I've been able to just, you know, slow things down a lot mentally pre-snap and uh, a lot of it is you know him teaching us you know what offenses like to do because he was on the offensive side of the ball at one time and uh you know i think you know our staff does a great job dj does a great job of uh just uh you stressing us you know little things to help us put us in the right position and a lot of that is pre-snap and uh just evaluating your opponent before the snap snap is even made so uh, I would say that's the thing I jumped the most at. That's the thing, you know, I, I've tried to get better at because 2-2 is exceptional at it. And, uh, you know, I, I aspire to be uh, just like him. So uh, that's something I've just been working on. And this year I feel like, you know, it's, it's taking a big jump. Josh Metellus, Minnesota Vikings. Thanks to our friends at hy A helpful smile in every aisle. So, Josh, I don't want to bring this down a little bit, but I think this was a, a really touching moment in this last game. And I want to get your perspective because this is regarding a player that I think a lot of people don't know personality-wise. I think everybody's respected his play this year. But when DJ Wanham got injured, um, it, it looked pretty pretty immediate that it was a severe injury. And there was a moment where the whole team, everybody from the sideline, not just the defensive players on the field, everybody from the sideline, including a lot of the coaches, came over to dap him up as he's getting on the cart to be carted off the field. What can you tell us about him as as a player and as a person that leads to this this overwhelming uh, sense of support and compassion for him as he get carted off? Yeah, man, DJ, man, has been one of my uh, better friends on the team, you know, since I came into the league. You know, we obviously in the same class. So, you know, a lot of us, you know, just hang around each other and, uh, I think, you know, the one thing about DJ, he's so selfless and, uh, it just shows in his play. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but since his rookie year, you know, he's been doing a lot of dirty work for the team, you know, playing positions that normally guys his size and, you know, pass rushes don't do. But, you know, he's just so good at it, you know, dropping into coverage and being able to, you know, move around and play, play different positions and still be able to pass rush and be effective. And, you know, he's done a lot of just, you know, play special teams. I remember at a point in time, DJ was running down uh, on punt and then having to go play a whole series on defense. And, you know, it's just good to see him step into his own this year and, you know, make more of those splash plays with people. His, people recognize the name. His name is blowing up. 
But, you know, yeah, I think, you know, just his selfless manner and just the way he carries himself around the locker room. You know, he's the guy who always brings good energy, always smiling, you know, uh, a great teammate. And, you know, when a guy like that goes down on your team, it hurts. And, uh, you know, it shows the way everybody stepped off uh, onto the field, you know, just to make sure he was okay and let him know that, you know, we were thinking of him and, uh, you know, we were there for him. But, uh, you know, it sucks to see, you know, a guy like that who's so pivotal to the team, especially on the defense. Um, you know, it, it sucks when he goes down. Josh, we can end on this. I heard uh, assistant head coach Mike Pettin on with PA this week also talk about Jordan Love, who you're uh, squaring off against on Sunday Night Football, Vikings-Packers right here on The Fan. But uh, he specifically said that Jordan Love is not the same quarterback you guys saw earlier in the year. Way more confident, way more productive. Uh, what have you seen this week watching film on Jordan Love and how different is he now as opposed to earlier this season? Yeah, uh, he 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 isn't a different quarterback. You know, he's a lot more comfortable back there. It seems like he's starting to uh, get a good grasp of what he does best, and uh, I think uh, their coach is doing a good job of uh, using that to his ability. And uh, you know, I think you know it's going to be a test for us this weekend. He obviously um, has taken this uh, offense, and they've been doing a lot better in the past couple weeks. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to uh, put them in positions, you know, just to make them uncomfortable and uh, not have things as easy as it's been looking on film. Good luck, Josh. Appreciate the time, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good luck, Josh. There he goes. Josh Metellus of the Minnesota Vikings. That was thanks to our friends at Mesh Besher and Spence. What good a good dude, dude, man. Yeah, I like that guy. Great dude. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. And look, even if he was an absolute a-hole, I like guys that like this show. <laughs> and he likes this show, so I don't care if he's a total prick. He's a, he's a good guy in my book. Uh, good for him. Uh, Tommy, you got to go? Yeah, I love you guys. Happy New Year. And Happy I'll New Year, see Tommy. See you next year. Right, for dude. everything. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thank Bye, Tommer. Josh Metellus seems like a good guy, he's right? Great guy. Go Great guy. Great guy. We should invite him to the party oh, bus. Yeah. Go Big Blue? Go Big Blue. Oh, we should have asked him about the gopher. I know. I was going to I know. I didn't want to. (laughs) You can like a Wolverine. He seems like a nice guy. Oh, I like Mayo. All right. Tommy, you're the best, dude. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week. All right. More with Ben Lieber after this. This is the Power Trip Morning Show on The Fan. Epple St. Paul, The Fan. Check out the Friday football feast this week at Buffalo Wild Wings in Plymouth. Doors open at 8 a.m. ahead of a live 9 to noon broadcast with PA and Charge. Yes, Charge is back, ladies and gentlemen. Join us for football wings and prizes. Find a full list of dates and locations at KFN.com. Keyword calendar. All right, Benjamin, that was kind of already Vikings news with Josh Metellus. But I got some other Vikings things to throw at you. Let's go through the injury sure, report sure, here yeah. quickly again. Uh, two games to go. The Vikes are not mathematically out of it, but they're in trouble. So are the Packers, right? They're both 7-8. and eight. Uh, Both teams have to win out and then find some help. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks and the uh, Rams both have one easier game, one kind of difficult game. But the chances that either of those two teams goes 0-2, probably not great. So they're, uh, whatever. The point is, is neither team is playing for nothing, but it does seem like it's massively desperation mode. But the injury report, of course, for the Vikes is just astronomical. TJ Hawkinson, out for the Ugh. year. Uh, DJ Wanham, out for the year. But the, if you look at the rest of this list, Addison didn't pras- uh, practice because of the ankle. Yep. Blackman was sick. Theo Jackson was out with a toe. Byron Murphy out with a knee. Jim with a concussion. Uh, Roy has an ankle issue as well. Then limited in practice. Madison with the ankle, Harrison Phillips with the back, Die with the wrist, Sheldon Day with an ankle. Mm. 
So the only kind of good news is Brian O'Neill's a full participant, so it sounds like he's back and trending towards playing on Sunday, and then Ivan Pace Jr. was a full participant as well. But yeah. you got about 10 Vikings that either were limited or didn't practice, in addition to all the ones we've lost for the season. So it's just, uh, man, the, uh, the the list is pretty thin. Uh, more, maybe more importantly than the, the list that I just gave you, how would you roll with quarterback? That seems to be the debate that even Kevin O'Connell hasn't publicly committed to either one. Yeah. Which way do you think it's going to go on Sunday night? And which way would you go if it was up to you? Well, I think because, because there hasn't been a commitment yet, I think what I think is going to happen and what I want to happen may end up being the same thing. I, I'm on, I'm on the Jaron Hall experiment I, I, at this point. Um, Look, I think that Nick Mullins is a fun guy to watch from a, from a an entertainment standpoint. But I think everybody would agree that you would sacrifice 150 less yards or maybe even 200 less yards if he didn't throw four picks. Yeah. And and I think that that's probably what the coaches are thinking too is yes, did he give you did he give you more of a playbook than the past or not? A hundred percent. I think we all can see by watching the last couple of games that the offense was much more explosive. We were much more downfield. It seemed much more in sync at times. There was a rhythm to the offense at times. It wasn't perfect and it wasn't Kirk Cousins-esque, but it was it was better than Dobbs. But you've got four interceptions. Now, look, a cut, two of them in this last game, you know, one was on fourth down, deep shot, kind of worked like a punt. The other one on third down kind of worked like a punt too. So it wasn't, they weren't, game-changing, they weren't momentum-shifting interceptions, but certainly the last one at the end of the game to give yourself a chance. Look, he he threw a ball, a 50-50 ball up to J.J. to get him in that position. J.J. makes a great play. Made a great play the, the play before, getting that fumble. Um, but when he's wide open and there's not an anticipation to get that ball out when he should have gotten that ball out, I think that's the frustrating part. The other frustrating part is him scrambling around. We have that one you know, another situation where he's going down to the ground, getting sacked, he's not protecting the ball, and he tries to just flip the ball out there to whom we don't know. It's those sort of decisions. And that little dump-off pass in the red zone to Josh Oliver, which it was an easy completion that hits hits the defender right in the chest at the goal line that would have been a pick six. You know, those are the things that you also have to evaluate that are not necessarily on the stat sheet. So I think that you go with Jaron Hall. I hope they actually go with Jaron Hall. He may give you less dynamic ability to get the ball down the field. But if he's going to take care of the football and probably be, be a better scrambler than Nick Mullins, I think you go with the young guy. So what about the opposite of what we heard a month ago, right? That you have to let Dobbs try with Justin Jefferson once, right? Yep. If, if Jefferson's going to be back in that Vegas game, you got to give Dobbs a chance. Well, that didn't work out. Um, I feel like this is going to be the opposite, though. As much as I've wanted to see Jaron Hall post Josh Dobbs right ahead of Nick Mullins, just let's see what we got. Now it's like, well, who's he going to throw to? You get Now you have Justin Jefferson and no one else. It's the mm-hmm. inverse, right? You might not have Addison. You clearly don't have Hawkinson. So you, you got JJ, you got KJ, and then I guess we're going to let the kid try maybe with a limited uh, roster. So I, I think the coaches are going to be realistic about what they see based on who he has as targets. So, But I'm with you. I don't know what you have to lose. You've got – you've really that, – that's the thing, though, is – I've always I've always erred on the side of you want to win games. You want to you want to build a winning culture. You want to do this. This I, I don't like I don't like intentionally or even competitively losing on purpose for draft picks. 
But this really could be the best the best case scenario. It really could. You you give your you give your quarterback who at this point I could make the argument with with no Addison and no Hawkinson, you go with the more mobile quarterback. You go with the quarterback that like if if our tight ends can't get open and you can't have that outlet, then look, may, maybe you need a guy that can just scramble around and, and extend plays. And I think Jaron gives you more of that. Um now whether or not He's he's careless with the with the ball as Mullins is. I don't know. I mean, we we still don't know, really know what we got out of him. But I think that we clearly saw in those in that in those two drives basically in Atlanta. This kid's got some juice. He's got he he's got some scrambling ability. He's got a little bit of that dog in him. You know, maybe he can just be a creator when on these secondary plays where you don't have your primary wide wide receivers, and maybe he doesn't make the correct read. But on a secondary play, on a secondary play, he can he can make that play. Um, I'd like to see that, and I can make the argument with those injuries. It, it makes more sense to play him. And going back to what we we're talking about, big picture, big big picture, that you are competitive in these next two games. They're intriguing for the fans. They're entertaining because they're watching the kid like Jaron Hall and what do we've got? What do we got in the future with him? Probably, do we really have a true starter? Do we have just a really solid backup? Um, if you lose these next two games, you know, mathematically it's still pretty low, but you could end up with a top five pick, but you almost, you, you could almost guarantee yourself a top 10 pick. Right. So give or take right now, the Vikings are about 15th in the draft with a, a seven and eight record, but the mm-hmm. other seven and eight teams, Atlanta, Green Bay, Vegas, Saints, and Broncos. If you lose on Sunday, of course, the Packers leapfrog you. But if you can get some wins out of those teams, Atlanta, Raiders, Saints, Broncos, then find a way for the Bears to win a game or two mm-hmm. and have some tiebreakers maybe go uh, their way. Same thing with the Jets. If you can find a, the Jets or the Giants to win a couple of games, you're talking maybe like pick seven or eight or nine yeah, instead of 15 by just finding a way to lose to the Packers and a team next week in the Lions that probably, potentially, depending on what the Philadelphia and the Niners do, they might have a lot to play for. So we'll see. So they're not going to maybe half-ass it next week. So if you just find a way to lose on Sunday, you might go 0-2. You might finish 7-10 and and be just inside the top 10 for the draft. And again, like I say every year, I know this is a broken record, but I think people always forget this. That's not just in round one. That's in every single round. And Moving up five spots in every round. Can you imagine what you would have to give up mm-hmm. to move up five spots in all seven rounds? That's astronomical. All you got to do is lose to the Packers and Lions and call it a day. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. It is. It is a. It's a short term burn. And yes, it's not going to be fun to maybe cover, and it's not going to be fun to talk about. And and yes, it's it's going to be pretty depressing for two weeks. But let's be honest. We've been through this. You, you go through this every year. Everybody's disappointed at, at after every season. The only there's only one team that's in that parade, and they're the only ones that feel like the, that season was a success. So you rip the bandaid off. You go with a young kid, and and look if you win some if you win these next two games with Jaron Hall, great. It's a lot of fun. It's it's entertaining. It'd be it'd be fun. Who knows what could happen? And right, if playoff sweat, yeah, right? You'd, we got a playoff still sweat. Still might need some help, but still, you might get in if you go to an O. And how fun were those few weeks with Josh Dobbs? Right. When all the attention was on the Minnesota Vikings, it was this young, you know, not really young, but it's this electric quarterback in this really unique situation. What if? 
These next two games, Jaron Hall goes out there and balls out. And we win these next two games, put ourselves in a position to have a wild card. We go to the playoffs, and now we're talking about playoff football. I just think it's sort of a win-win situation. The thing that sucks the most is when Cousins went down in the Packer game. I think what I said to uh, to Sauce and Hawk and, and company afterwards is I'm like, all right, you either have to go 7-2 and two or 2-7, two and seven, mm. right? Don't just end up in the middle. That's the worst-case scenario. Right now, they're 3-4 and four post-Cousins, which they're is right the worst. The yeah. Right. So it, it, And then, of course, when you win the first two afterwards... And you feel like, wow, maybe we found something here with Dobbs. Then you get all the pie-in-the-sky ideas. Then you blow the game against the Broncos. You blow the game against the Bears. You blow the game against the Bengals. Uh, you blew an opportunity late against the Lions. All four losses out of those uh, seven games. You could have won all four. Mm-hmm. You lost all four. Uh, it's just frustrating because they're going to end up being exactly where you don't want them to be, which is just outside of the postseason, but not in the top five or six or seven. It could have been. Without cousins, something like a one in nine scenario the rest of the way. Yeah. Which, to your point, would have been better, bigger picture, longer term. But this is one of those seasons that it was pretty interesting. That Dobbs run was fun. Yeah. Not sustainable, right? I remember sitting here going, you have to let him run out of the tunnel. Let U.S. Bank Stadium cheer for him. Now I'm like, do they even give him a key card? Like, how does he get in the building? (laughs) Right. Within a month, right? That's how fast things change. But uh, two weeks to go and... Unfortunately, it looks like they're going to be right in that eight and nine kind of a range. Maybe they, maybe they finish seven and ten. Who well, knows? and I think that's, I think that's where you look. You look at the team and what, how the team is built, how the team is coached. I mean, look, you can't. You, we're not winning those games with Josh Dobbs if it wasn't for our incredible coaching effort. You know, across the board. You know, and especially with KOC. So I think that is. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk that as if it's at the end of the season. That is the optimism that we have about this team. Whether they sign Kirk back, whether you know they better give JJ that extension, all this other stuff. We went through this crazy time, this roller coaster ride with these all this revolving door of quarterback talk every week, and yet we were still hyper competitive. We lost a a bunch of close games with some against some really good teams. And it just goes to show you from an organization standpoint and a roster standpoint, we're pretty damn close. We're really close. I mean, every team's going to add some pieces here and there. You're going to lose some guys. You're going to add some guys. But the nucleus of this team and the way this team is built, I think from a Vikings fan perspective, we're awfully damn close. And um, I think everybody realizes now in his absence, if Kirk Cousins is healthy, we we are a true Super Bowl contending team. Got to sign him. Uh, we're late for break, so give me your uh, your yes or no answer to this. What's your gut tell you on December 28th on whether or not Brian Flores is back next year for a second year? That's a yes. You think he's coming back? One yeah. more? Yep. And then, then pursue a head coaching job Correct. after that? Okay. Uh, more with Ben Lieber in the 8 o'clock hour of the Power 2 Morning Show after this on The Fan. The Fan. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.